Shri Vishnu Sahasranam, name 751, is Achala, which is easily understandable for persons who are familiar with Indian languages. <clears throat> it means not moving. Chala. Chalo, chalo. Go, 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 go. It's a common term in Hindi, Bengali. Chalo. Slightly different in Bengali. So, he who does not move, Bhagavan Vishnu, Krishna, physically does not move, is one meaning. And another meaning of not moving, as in English also, it means mentally not moving also, to be firm in one's conviction and steadfastness in action. The first interpretation given, or the first I'm going to read, the first that's given in the base uh, commentary on Vishnu Sahasranam on which I build up further notes uh, is from Sri Parasha Bhatta. He gives the understanding in relation to Duryodhana. Duryodhana Adibihi. Beginning with Duryodhana. He is not stirred, is the English word given here, by the evil-minded Duryodhana and others. Now, chronologically, Duryodhana was not the first among the demons that Krishna faced. But Duryodhana is given here as a prime example. Among the demons that Krishna faced, uh, Kangsa is often cited because in Krishna's Vrindavan pastimes, Kangsa was the, the Don, the, the big bad guy behind sending all the demons. He was the chief demon in the Vrindavan pastime. Shishupal is also cited because, of course, he's in the link of taking his third birth after being born as Hiranyakashipu and Ravana, and again he is killed. So he's another of the great, and so many demons Krishna faced. So Duryodhana is given as an example. Uh, not, not moving means Krishna doesn't run away in battle. And another, that he is immovable in his conviction. Now we find in Mahabharata, that practically all the Pandavas, at some point, they lost their spirit to fight. Yudhishthir often said before the battle that why, why should we fight? Let him have the kingdom. Why should we engender such a big fight for the sake of just to put me on the throne. And then again, he'd say, no, actually, it's our dharma. We have to do it. Uh, 
even shortly before the battle, Bhima himself, it was almost unthinkable, he said that, uh, that no, he was talking, talking a bit in terms of peace, uh, at which Draupadi, who was present, she was horrified. She didn't want, she didn't want it. She was also completely fixed. Let there be a battle and let those rascals be killed. Uh, Arjuna famously, before the battle, uh, which led to the speaking of Bhagavad Gita, he lost his spirit to fight. Nayotsya, he said, I am not going to fight. Nayotsya itigovindam uktva tushnim babhuva. He became uh, overcome with grief. Uh, but Krishna, he was clear, he did sue for peace uh, as knowing that there wouldn't be peace. He sued for peace. He went to the Hastinapur, to the court of Dhritarashtra. Uh, but as a dharmic principle, as a political principle, so he said, at least we should try for peace because or, or, almost like a PR uh, operation. Nowadays, you don't call it public really, relations because that got a bad name. Uh, but he, he was... Uh, very clear and throughout the fight whenever anyone got discouraged Krishna said no you have to go on he was firm he was firm in his determination you have to fight you have to win uh, Baladev Vidyabhushan gives a similar meaning to this name he does but not exactly the same he doesn't swerve from protecting the Pandavas in this way he's immovable so it's similar to Achuta uh, Achuta doesn't fall from the, the meaning that Baladev gives, he doesn't fall from his vow of protecting his devotees. Nachality iti achalaha is a simple meaning. Who does not move is called achala. Uh, particularly why yasmin uh, nachalate dharma yo dharma nativati Nati Vartati Sa Achala. He doesn't depart from the path of Dharma. He will never go away from Dharma. Yo Dharma Nati Vartate Sa Achalaha. You may say, well, Krishna, he. Talking about the battle of Kurukshetra, he violated the path of dharma in so many ways uh, famously by inciting uh, Yudhishthir to lie which caused the death of Drona uh, by having Arjuna attack Karna when, in, when Karna was down trying to fix his chariot wheel and Karna said Oh, this isn't dharma. And Krishna said, where was your dharma when you insulted Draupadi and sent the kings, uh, the, the Yudhishthir and his brothers to the forest? Where was your dharma then? Where was your dharma when you all surrounded Abhimanyu and killed him? And Karna had nothing to say. And Krishna told Arjuna, kill him. And he killed him. Arjuna killed Karna in that situation. Uh, 
So we may say, well, Krishna, he violated dharma. And even from his very childhood, he was, uh, of course, a child can't really violate dharma. But uh, in youthhood, he started to become responsible uh, by law even. And then he was dancing with others' wives. But we, sh we have to understand Krishna from a different perspective altogether uh, because he's not a human. And when he appears to violate dharma, he does it to uphold the highest dharma. It's a big topic of discussion, which I won't get into just now. But the fact is that Krishna is the greatest upholder of dharma, and he never slips from his mission. He comes to this world, dharma sangstapana artaya. He, to establish dharma, he has to also do vinashayata dushkritam, killing all the demons who are against dharma. And because the demons don't follow dharma, sometimes you have to resort to their tactics uh, to destroy them. So you employ adharma to destroy adharma, but that that's two minuses make a plus. Uh, m minus uh, a negative integer multiplied by a negative integer gives us a positive integer. So in this way, Krishna, who is the most expert knower of dharma, he upholds dharma even sometimes by apparently violating it. Uh, we should not judge him in a superficial manner. It's very Krishna's his intentions and his activities are very deep. He who is Shankaracharya says. Uh, he is immutable in his nature, his power, his wisdom. So again, this is like uh, Achuta. He's fixed in his uh, form, attributes, nature, status, power, positions, wisdom, and capabilities. Although Shankara's philosophy is that ultimately Vishnu is all Maya. Oh, what happened? Oh, dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It doesn't work, does it? Either Krishna is real and and he is really Achala, or just this whole commentary by Shankara on Vishnu Sahasranam has no real meaning. It's just a commentary on Maya. So actually it's a fact what Shankara says. He is fixed, steady, immovable in his supremacy in his greatness that's not going to change however much we may try to with our tiny human capabilities try to minimize krishna it's impossible from madhva sampradaya they quote from bhagavad gita because he gives achala buddhi as mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, yo yo yang yang tanung bhakta, yo yo yang yam tanung bhakta shadhaya chitam ichati tasya tasya chalang shradham tameva vidhamiyaham. This is referring to demigod worshippers, and Krishna says, "Whoever wants to worship different demigods, I give them the unmoving." Faith to do so, strong faith, fixed faith, firm conviction. So, and because he gives achala, shadha, 
to the demigod worshippers, he may also be called Achala. Satyadevo Vashishta has given the understanding that he's already everywhere, so in that sense he doesn't move. In one sense, everything is Krishna. So, in that sense, he doesn't move anywhere. Satyadeva Vashishta comments also that he invests this quality of non-moving in his creation. I may say, Stavaranam Himalaya among non-moving Objects, I am the Himalayas, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. But <clears throat> Satyadeva Vashishta gives it in a different way, a different understanding to this, that just like you see from a lemon tree come lemon fruits, which give lemon seeds, which give rise to more lemon trees. We don't find that uh, if you plant a lemon seed that a tree will come up which will give birth to gorillas or even to oranges for that matter. Uh, the tree or plant that comes out of a given seed is only of the same type. Yata bija yata yoni, Srila Prabhupada used to quote. <clears throat> fire, the nature of fire is to shoot upward. The nature of water is to go downward. So these dharmas or, or characteristics, properties, in science they're called properties of various objects. They are... Uh, a manifestation of the non-movingness, achalatva, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In English, we also use the word moved in this emotional. I was moved to tears on hearing that your pet mouse had died. I was... Uh, yeah, I, I was unmoved. He was, uh, well, we're saying unmoved. Krishna is unmoved by the events of this world. We may be upset if our pet mouse, if we happen to keep pet mice, not recommended. Uh, we may be upset if our pet mouse dies. Uh, but the whole material world goes on, on and on and on towards the end of the last year, last Gregorian calendar year, there was a, who will get elected? Will Trump be back or will it be Biden? And even some devotees were getting all excited and we want Trump, no, we want, we want Biden. And even a philosopher of this world, he doesn't take much interest in all these things. Great empires come and go. The tide of history 
flows in and out. Krishna is aloof from it all. He's not moved by all this. He's not moved by material emotions. The, the people, they get their good and bad activities uh, lead to their happiness and distress. Purushas sukhadukhanam bhutritvehituruchate. It goes on. That people, they perform pious activities, they get supposedly good results. People perform impious activities and they get bad results. It's all going on. It's people get what they deserve. Just like the the king has a prison house and he knows it's going on and he knows people are suffering there, but it's self-created and it's required. Of course, he does feel for them also, so he may give pardons. Uh, Krishna comes to this world because he feels for the living beings, but in another sense, he's just aloof from it all. It all just, in another sense, he's aloof. Parasya shakti vividhaiva shuyate swabhavaki jnana balakriyacha. The creation, maintenance, and destruction of the material world, they go on by Krishna's energies, which work, work as if automatically. It's not that he has to be there monitoring it all the time. And anyway, he has the demigods who they get the feel, I'm in charge here. And, okay, you, you want the feeling that you're doing everything? Okay, you do it. And Krishna's, he's aloof from all this. He's, he's unmoved. He's emotionally unmoved. Oh, God, why did God, I'm suffering so much. Why is God making me suffer? And he's, he seems to be, uh, God is, is there any God there? He seems to be quite cold and not concerned with our suffering. Yeah, in one sense, he's not concerned in the sense that you make your bed and you lie in it. There's an English idiomatic saying like that. Uh, the next name, 752, is Chala, which means moving. Exactly the opposite, which just goes to show that these opposite qualities, non-moving is in him and moving is in him. Duality is established. It's not uh, unvariegated monism. Duality. He doesn't move and he does move. And you can say, well... I don't understand. You don't understand. Of course you don't understand. He's God, and who are, who are we? Uh, <laughs> with our tiny little intelligence, how can we understand him? But this way we can understand. He's this su God means the supreme complete. He's not lacking in, in anything. So he's not lacking in movingness, and he's not lacking in unmovingness either. And if he wants, he can be lacking in one or the other also, as he desires, because he's the supreme absolute. He doesn't have to conform to what we think God should be like. Same thing. That Why is there so much suffering in the world? Why is God allowing it? Well, we understand he has a point in reforming us, but at the same time, we can't question. We're not in a position to question. We, uh, we, we can't challenge because we are 
subordinate to him. We may say, it's not fair, but we don't make the rules. He makes the rules. You can call him a despot if you like. Actually, he's not. Uh, but whatever we, whatever we ideas we may formulate about him, he is as he is. He's unmoving in being as he is. He is non-moving in as much as he has no need to move anywhere. He has no need to do anything. That we just read that. He's, we went through that. Atmarama, Aptakama. All his, he's satisfied in himself. He, whatever his desires, they're fulfilled. Uh, so in that way, there's nothing to do, no reason to move. But at the same time, he can move anywhere and everywhere as he likes. And he does move to please his devotees. Actually, he moves very nicely. He's a very good dancer. Very, very good dancer, Krishna. Best. Best of all dancers. So he moves very nicely. His movements are very pleasing. Uh, very sweet. Uh, I didn't think of that at the time. Uh, the Vallabhacharya says his, his movements, Gatir Madhuram, they're very sweet and pleasing. Now, how can you be non-moving and moving? Well, even we, as tiny little human beings, we can be non-moving and moving at the same time. For instance, if we're sitting in a train. We're sitting, we're non-moving, but the train is moving. So if we can be, can Krishna not be? Uh, being on a planet which is moving in space, and we can, we're also non-moving, we don't move away from the planet. So in that way, we're also non-moving and moving. Uh, I don't want to get into big discussions about cosmology here, but uh, all the planet, the Vedic cosmology, all the planets, they move around the Dhruvatara, the pole star, the north star. So we, all, we are non-moving and non-moving, and Krishna comes to this world. When he comes to this world, it's moving. So in that way, uh, he is non-moving by nature, but moving because everything is moving. And even from the point of view of science, that which is non-moving, big mountain, if you look at it, at the subatomic level, we'll find it's moving. And even if we look at it geologically, over time, mountains change. They move. They may sink. They may change their shape somewhat. So he who moves. Shankaracharya gives the idea he moves in the form of air because everything is non-different from him. So air is non-different from him. And although uh, earth, water, fire, they also move, but air is particularly uh, noticeable or, or known as moving. We have The earth generally appears to be quite still, although you can get the earth moving in the case of earthquakes and volcanoes and anywhere it's moving 
Uh, there may be massive continental shifts, uh, so we're told. Uh, but generally, Earth seems pretty stable. Water often moves, but often still also, as in a lake. Not fully still, but more still than the air, more still than a river. But air is generally moving. And if the air is not moving, we feel uncomfortable. Just like if we're in a room and all the doors and windows are closed. There's no movement of air. There's no fan. There's no, we feel uncomfortable, claustrophobic. We, we want air to move. So that is Krishna. Uh, he's moving in the form of air. All movement depends upon him. He's dynamic. Uh, Krishna himself is dynamic and he gives the facility to move to all other living beings. He makes things move. How is the universe moving? Gachatiti jagat, that which goes, that which moves is the universe. Mayadhakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam. Everything comes into being, Krishna says, under the moving and the non-moving come into being uh, by uh, Krishna under his supervision. So every, he is the master of this ever-changing or ever-moving world. <clears throat> and that understanding he goes everywhere or is present everywhere, that was also uh, just, we did the name Shunya, that's one of the names given in Vishnu Sahasranam. So one of the meanings given, Satyadeva Vashishta gave the meaning of this, that he who goes everywhere. So there we go. It's in that sense synonymous with Chala. So how, how can you be moving and non-moving? Well, that's right there in the Upanishads. Apanipado javano grihita. Shvetasvatara Upanishad. He has no hands, but he accepts things. He has no legs, but he moves. Means he has no material hands or legs. And he goes on. Pashatya Chakshu, he sees, though he has no eyes. Satsrinotya Karnaha, he hears, but he has no ears. Now, definitely Krishna has hands, legs, eyes, ears, but he doesn't have mundane organs. Then, uh, getting into more Rasik understandings, uh, for the, the devotees very much like to hear uh, that he, he is non-moving in his firmness toward his enemies, but his being able to adjust and move is especially reserved for his devotees. This is a meaning that Parashara Bhatta gives. He is fixed in dharma. That's one of the meanings of achala. But Sri Parashara Bhatta gives the understanding that he, uh, he appears to swerve from his commitment to dharma. For instance, by taking up arms against Bhishma, the speaker of this Vishnu Sahasranama, taking up arms against Bhishma, 
having promised previously to not take up arms in this battle. Uh, so he swerved, he moved from his word. So in this way he's moving. But then again we have to see why he did this. Uh, he wanted to save Arjuna from the wrath of Bhishma because Krishna had just told Arjuna to say, My devotee, Arjuna, you have to announce it, that my devotee will never perish. And now Arjuna is about to perish at the hands of Bhishma unless Krishna intervenes. So that's one reason. He had to break one promise to uphold another promise. Another meaning, yeah, the previous evening, Bhishma is getting sore, getting more and more angry and frustrated, being goaded by Duryodhana's words. Angry and frustrated means that his he has a kshatriya mood. He wants to fight. He, he, he wants, wants to kill. He's not going, it's not some uh, war game operation. It's war. It's not practice. It's the real thing. So Bhishma had vowed in front of Krishna the previous evening that I'm going to make you break your promise, Krishna. If you don't break your promise to pick up arms to defend Arjuna, then you're going to have to break your promise to protect him because I'm going to fight so ferociously, you're going to have to save him. Otherwise, I'm going to kill Arjuna. So Krishna had to break one of his promises. So he upheld his promise to protect his devotee and he upheld Bhishma's promise. So this is, you may say, well, he's, he's become Chala. He's swerved from his dharma of protecting, of protecting, maintaining dharma actually not because he upholds the highest dharma the very nature of this world is that there will arise dharma sankat or contradictory situations perplexing situations where with all due respect to stephen covey there's not always a win-win situation sometimes there's a lose-lose situation and then you have to make the best of use of a bad bargain. You have to choose between, or a better saying, choose between the lesser of two evils. Of course, whatever Krishna done is, it does is not evil, but from the perspective of uh, unnecessarily critical people, it might appear so. Uh, similarly, he Krishna tricked Jayadrata into thinking, and everyone else into thinking the day was over, when it wasn't giving Arjuna the opportunity to to sweep through the battlefield and quickly become within a bowshot of Jayadrata and kill Jayadrata just before the sun set. So, and you may say, well, he's doing wrong. Krishna is doing wrong, but Krishna is justice personified. He he defines what is right and wrong. Baladevidya Bhushan gives the same understanding of this name, movable, because by taking up the chariot wheel, Ratangapani, one name of Krishna, who holds the 
the uh, part of the rut, part of the chariot, the wheel in his hand. Uh, by doing that, he made true Bhishma's promise, I will make Krishna take up a weapon, or he will swerve from his own promise to not take up a weapon, even though the weapon was a chariot wheel, that it can be used as a weapon. So in this way, uh, Krishna, he moved, moved from his own promise, gloriously. Uh, he, he rushes out. He doesn't just move, not just nonchalantly, but he rushes out. To, he rushes to help his devotee. Gajendra called out for the help of the Lord, and he came swiftly on the back of Garura to help his devotee. Uh, when, he, when he needs to help his devotees, he can come fast. As a, another case, Draupadi calling out, Govinda, 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 Govinda! It was an emergency. The Krishna immediately manifested in the form of unlimited uh, cloth to cover Draupadi. So Krishna is unmoved by the world. People are suffering. Let them suffer. They deserve it. But he is moved by his devotees' distress to the extent that he moves fast to help them. Another meaning of Chala, who moves, uh, He's full of pastimes which involve him going here and there, uh, which involve him moving around from place to place. He has nothing to do, but because he likes to enjoy pastimes, he moves. I gave the example of dancing. There's also the case he, he would go to different places he went to uh, Kondinya to kidnap Rukmini. He left the battlefield outside Mathura city to go to the cave where Muchakunda was fast asleep. So he goes from place to place to fulfill his, to, to perform pastimes as part of his pastimes. And again, part of his pastimes is to move very nicely dancing. When Krishna walks, it is uh, his walking is just like dancing. Natyam gamanam. Everyone in the spiritual world, their walking is just like dancing. So Krishna, he moves. So we pray you, you please, you're in my heart. May I have unmoving devotion to you so that you will move, you will be moved to manifest yourself in my heart. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Vancha Kalpatarupyascha Kripa Sindhubi Evaja. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha.